This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I really love the way that Lorraine puts it, and I think it gives good perspective, because there's lots of us who go, how on earth could you leave your kids behind when you're leaving and she said if you were going into a fire or you were going into hell would you take your kids with you welcome back everyone my name is sam and i'm melissa i grew up in the flds community it is a polygamous group run by warren jeffs and i moved out when i was 18 years old i was raised lds sam and i have been married for nine years and have two awesome kiddos yes we do if you're interested in just listening in today, we do have our podcast available, and please don't forget to like and subscribe. Today we are back with The Secrets of Polygamy, part two, and just like the first part, if you haven't seen it, you can click above, but this is all about specifically the FLDS, and this episode hit home because it's something that we've been trying to bring awareness about yeah. and talk about on our channel quite frequently, I'd say the last like six months in particular, mm -hmm. about the missing children. Yes, and unfortunately, even today, this is still going on with these missing children, and a lot is being done, thankfully, so that we can say that. A lot is being done. I even had an opportunity, which we'll get into a little bit later, to help with a little bit of that. So anyway, it's... The law enforcement are trying. They're trying hard to find these kids. It's very challenging, though, because within the FLDS, they are shuffling them around, and technically, they are being told by the FLDS people that they are where God wants them to be and that their parents are no longer their parents. Yeah, so Matt Browning, this whole series is him going around talking to different people on his quest to try to find some of these missing children. And so the, there's kind of three storylines in this episode. The first one being Lorraine Jessup and her missing 13-year-old daughter. And this is someone we've covered before. There's news stories on. I'll put a link to our reaction of the news story that covered this. It looks like this documentary was made right after it happened because she was a little bit nervous. They said it had only been a couple months. Now she's definitely gone very public in news stories and around trying to be able to find her daughter. So basically her 13-year-old, you know, she had been, she had left, which a couple things that were interesting about her leaving was one, it was because she didn't feel worthy because mm -hmm. she had gone to try to get a job, had a boyfriend, things that would be considered normal. The second being that people ask us all the time how to help mm -hmm. and what makes it so people are brave enough to leave. And she said it was because of people's kindness when she yes. was in her job. And that most certainly rang true to me because that was also one of the main reasons I left is people from the outside of the FLDS treating me very kindly, seeing that just maybe what we were told about the outside world wasn't 
all true and that everyone outside of the FLDS weren't on Satan's ground and in some way miserable, right? And it mm-hmm. sounds like she, which she has quite the interesting story because before she left and went and got a job, her she was already separated from her husband. And it sounds like her children at this point, or no, not her children. She had her children, but they had a caretaker, and her husband passed away yes. when he left. So, so he was, her husband was forced out of the community mm-hmm. for who knows what reason. A lot of people by Warren Jeffs were forced out, kicked out, without even really given a good reason, just because in some way they threatened his authority. So a lot of the well-known men in the community were forced out. And soon after, he actually passed away from cancer. So a very, very sad story, and she never saw him again. But yes, so she decided that she was going to not follow all of the rules. And I just wanted to point out, though, that it was a very sad story leading up to her making that decision that I don't want to follow the rules of the FLDS, which it's, it makes sense because of everything she had been through. Yep, and then when she did decide to leave, you know, she was worried about judgment. And I know we've talked about this before on our channel, but I really love the way that Lorraine puts it. And I think it gives good perspective because there's lots of us who go, how on earth could you leave your kids behind when you're leaving and she said if you were going into a fire or you were going into hell would you take your kids with you yeah exactly and that <laughs> i mean anyone if you actually believe that there is this fire and brimstone burning hell place and that that's what it's going to be like and that's where you believe you're going you know if you if you try to think of that on earthly terms if you were going into a place that was going to hurt your children you probably wouldn't want to take them with you. And again, on that newscast that we reacted to, it does show there that it was a big deal for her to go back. She had to forcibly get her children back. And a lot of times we think, okay, well, if the mothers get their children back, then everything's going to be rainbows and butterflies. But she was even talking about the fact that the kids are brainwashed to be told that their parents are evil, that they're on Satan's ground. And she was saying that, you know, that her kids were saying, you're not my mother anymore, and praying for her death, like right in front of her. So really, really sad, and they were only with her for a couple weeks before they ran away, of course, with the help of people within the FLDS. They found a bag and things that was left for them, so people within the church were working hard to get them back. And I'm sure when they had a feeling that the law enforcement was coming for them, they put together this big plan. I'm sure there was this big plan in place before they were ever given back to their mother. Yeah, and sadly when Lorraine called the police and she said, I think they're with the FLDS, the police, the law enforcement at that time told her, well, if they're with the FLDS, they're probably okay. Which is very frustrating because she was like, who are you to say whether or not they're okay? And not even that far after, well, she was worried because of the revelations. That's what made her go get her children in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, in 2022, in the fall, there were the revelations talking about hinting at mass suicide. We can leave the link above about Warren's revelations and the danger that that is to these children. Right. Let alone the fact that the kids are either used for labor or getting ready to be child brides. Yep. You know, that's aside from that, let alone mass suicide for these, exactly. for these kids. And exactly. then the police are like, oh, well, if they're in FLDS, I'm sure they're fine. Exactly. And when Lorraine first went to law enforcement and called the police, 
they didn't know half of what they know now. Mm -hmm. They didn't know about the revelations that Warren Jeffs was telling his people that they needed to go to certain places and that hinted at these scary things like mass suicide. That wasn't even known to the law enforcement at that time. I assume that at that point, whoever it was on the other end of the phone that told her, oh, they're probably okay, he probably had some kind of dealings with the FLDS and just thought, oh, you know what, they're great people. They're hard workers out on job sites. They seem to be great, kind, wonderful people, which I don't disagree with, by the way. It's not, not all of them, but the majority of them, I think, are great people that are trying to live good lives. But it's the orders from the top, orders from Warren Jeff sitting in his prison that is telling them to do things that if they choose to obey him, then their actions say something otherwise. Yes, and as of right now, still in January of 2024, um, her daughter still hasn't been found. So she's still one of the missing children and there are additional children. I feel like she was one of the first. It's kind of happened now there's at least eight missing children that we know of, right? That have parents who are saying, I want my children back exactly. and aren't getting them back. See, and that's a good point, babe, because the, the parents that are still following Warren Jeffs, mm -hmm. if their child is taken from them and sent away to some place, they're not going to be telling anyone from the outside, maybe not even anyone from the inside, because mm -hmm. they're told to just obey and keep sweet and follow orders. And so until those parents decide to leave and then talk about their missing children, we don't know how many missing children there actually are. Yeah, and to we've talked even just on our last episode, talking about the fact that so many members don't even know fully what's going on mm -hmm. everywhere because the next thing that Matt Browning did was he went to North Dakota yep. where he heard they might be taking these children and he literally just you know drove straight up. And as he was chatting with the owner and with some men that were there, you know, they're like, we don't, we know what you're here for and we know who you are and we don't know anything about what you're asking or what you're, what you think we have here. And when he mentioned like Warren Jeffs being a pedophile and this and that, and they're like, well, do you believe every single lie that you hear? Because there's lies all over the world. And yeah doesn't mean it's true. When I was watching him talking to those FLDS boys, part of me was like, man, I wish they didn't recognize me. If I could go in disguise in some way, I know what they're thinking. I know how they think because I was there. And I was thinking as he was talking to them, ah, I wish I could, I wish I could have a go at this. <laughs> I think I might be able to get a little bit more information. But at this point, I'm too... I guess too many people know my face. I don't think it would work. Yeah. But it's also curious, like they might be just concealing and hiding. They might also not know because Warren Jeffs does compartmentalize people very, very well and very, very efficiently. So True. there's always that piece of it's hard to know who's lying and who just doesn't know the truth. Well, and keep in mind as well, a lot of these groups act similar and we've recently reacted to and are continuing to react to the LeBaron group, those mm -hmm. from Mexico, and we found out that similarly there, they were told, all of the people within the LeBaron group, to just practice saying, I don't know. That was the answer to everything. I don't know. Mm. And I think that's probably what these boys in North Dakota are taught to say as well. 
Where's Warren Jeffs? I don't know. Or not Warren Jeffs. Everyone knows where he is. Where, where, where's Helaman? I don't know. Uh, you know, is, I mean, you could ask him anything and the answer is probably going to be, I don't know. That is true. And the last storyline for this episode was talking about Dwayne Barlow, mm -hmm. who you knew, right? Oh, yes. In fact, I think it was Dwayne Barlow's, maybe, maybe I should reach out to him and say, hey, I think it was his house, actually. I've told about the story that I first tried bacon. Because because in my home, we weren't allowed to have bacon. And so I think it was his home. We were doing a rock a rock uh, walkway in his yard. I'm pretty sure it was him. I'm going to have to talk to him and make sure. I was a young teenager. And I believe it was his home that I first tried bacon. He brought bacon out and let us have some. And I was like, whoa, what is this? Right? <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So anyway, I think it was Dwayne Barlow, actually, that I met there. And yes, I did see him around the town all the time. He was well known throughout the community. Yeah, and he talked about just the fact that what you know, watching Warren take over and the things and how he didn't know everything that was going on because Zion was kept so secretive. Mm -hmm. He's another example of people not knowing the full extent of what's going on. And when he did find out what was happening in the raid in Texas and all the information that they were finding, he was like, Hold up, I'm not okay with that. And he left with his first wife and most of their children, except for his second wife and two kids. Right. So sad. I mean, can you imagine? I know it just seems almost normal at this point for the FLDS families to be split up and, I don't know, taken away here, there, and that, and the other. But just if I step back and just think for a minute that my child, and she was eight months old? I think, yeah, eight or nine. Eight or nine months old when he last saw her. His little girl, not even one year old yet, was just all of a sudden taken from him. And he still hasn't had any kind of relationship with her to this day. Yeah, which like, is so sad. I just can't even imagine going through that. Thankfully, I never had children in the FLDS, and so I never had that type of thing happen to me. I just saw it happen around me to other parents. So I just, I honestly can't imagine how heartbreaking that would be. Yeah, it was good that somebody did reach out when his wife got kicked out, or his second wife had gotten kicked out, and he had received a text, you know that your daughter's an orphan and is going to be, you know, under a caretaker of her uncle. Well, his wife got kicked out, then his sister-in-law, because it was his brother and sister-in-law that were taking care of, or the caretakers at the time, and... When he found out that that wasn't true, the mom, the second wife, did go and say, okay, well, my sister's not here anymore. I want my daughter back. And that's when Heber Jeff said, nope, you'll never see her again, and you need to send repentance letters to Warren, and then we'll go from there. Do you want to explain what a repentance letter is, babe? So basically, a repentance letter is come up with anything you can think of that maybe you did wrong in your life, and most likely what you come up with will be something the church ne has never heard of, but it's going to give them a reason to blame you for something. But you think up some, everything you can possibly think of that you've done wrong in your life that would be against the teachings of the FLDS church, against the teachings of Warren Jeff specifically, and you write it down and you send it into whoever it is directly above you. And that person supposedly sends it on until it gets to Warren Jeff's Warren Jeffs sees it, supposedly. I don't think he actually saw most of them. Supposedly, he sees these letters and brings it up to God and asks what their punishment should be. So, that is supposedly what happens. Now, does that happen? I dare say absolutely not, but that's what they're 
that's what they believe is happening when they sign a letter. Well, they had mentioned like in the episode that Warren, when he first went to prison, was receiving like 300 letters a day yeah. of people trying to talk to him, whether asking for repentance, wondering what's going on. When all of this is happening through snail mail communication to a prison and you have an entire community where every decision in your life, whether or not you get to be with your kids, whether or not you get to be with your husband, who's taking care of you, what you can eat, what you can wear, yeah. how you can clean your clothes, all of that's coming from one person, the amount of mail would be, like I hadn't thought about that until they said that, yes. 300 pieces a day. Speaking of mail, yeah, which means there's no way he's, he's reading at all. I don't know. How could he have time to read any of this? He's constantly writing so-called revelations. <laughs> Seriously, it's crazy. But... I was recently talking with someone that still follows Warren Jeffs today. I know everyone's going to wonder how, but I can't really say how. But I was just recently talking with someone that still follows Warren Jeffs. And they were telling me that they send him letters. And I asked if they are getting to Warren Jeffs. And they said, oh, I have no idea. I just, I'm doing what I'm told to do. I'm supposed to send these repentance letters. I'm supposed to be sending these letters about how my life is going and what I'm doing but I don't have any idea if he's ever getting them. And they hadn't, They still to this day haven't received any responses to these letters. And so most likely he's not getting them, but they're still faithfully, it's been years, faithfully writing these letters to Warren Jeffs. Yeah, well obviously they weren't going to be sending repentance letters. Well, at this point, um, Dwayne Barlow had been out for a long time and luckily knew well enough to go to the court system. He had a judge rule in their favor and that you know, he needed to, that Heber Jeffs needed to give their daughter back. And when he didn't and ran away with her, luckily then all of law enforcement knew exactly who he was and they were able to start tracking him. Again, these runaways are a little bit harder because they don't know who has them, right? Mm -hmm. So they can't track one specific person. But in this case, it was very lucky that they knew exactly who was holding her and they just had to wait until, I think it was utility bill like that he had signed up for utilities in North Dakota and they were able to go in and find her. Yeah, this was a an experience and this is kind of what I mentioned at the beginning of this video that I actually had the opportunity to to assist in some way law enforcement. I can't really get into details but assist in some way to help them get this 10 year old girl back and it was just such a privilege to be able to actually be a part of reuniting a child with her parents and so anyway but this definitely is something that is almost it was almost lucky kind of like you said because they knew exactly who she was with normally that's not the way it is normally when they're trying to find these missing children they have no idea who they are with and i mean the, the parents are making their best guesses and then law enforcement are trying to track down those people crossing fingers, mm -hmm. but it's, it's just such a, a difficult, difficult task trying to track anyone down. But it was so nice to see that in this case, they were able to find her, return mm -hmm. her to her mother, and she can start, you know, I think it was very sweet that Dwayne was like, I understand that she hasn't known me her whole life. She's 10 years old and I haven't seen her since she was an infant and whatever time and healing she needs before she meets me again. But the, it just shows like the power of a father's love. Like a lot of times people will think, okay, mothers leaving their children behind or fathers choosing to leave and leaving their children behind that somehow they just don't care about their children and that couldn't be any further from the truth. 
You know, they oh, think boy. they're going into hell. Or in this case, this father continued to fight for his daughter in any way that he could to make sure that she was as safe as possible in a horrible circumstance. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Yeah, well, it's so hard to explain. It really is. If you're not if you're not in it, it's hard to explain or try to understand why they are the way they are. But when you fully believe that someone is talking for God, even some of these people, and I can speak for myself, when I left the FLDS church and many other people the same way, when they leave or when they're kicked out of the community, they still believe to some extent that Warren Jeffs is a prophet of God talking for God on this earth. And so it's, it's hard to turn on those teachings, turn on Warren Jeffs, and especially cause any problems for your loved ones that are still in it. It's just such a, it's a very difficult thing to do. And I do know that a lot of the parents have ultimately decided, you know what, no, I can't do this. I have to have my children back. And those are the ones that are fighting for them right now. But it takes a, it takes quite a while to get to that point where you can say, no, I'm going to do what I feel is right, not what I'm being told to do. Well, and a lot of times, especially these mothers have been taught their entire life to keep sweet, that what they feel is right as a mother isn't good enough mm -hmm. unless it has the approval of the prophet or the approval of a caretaker or approval of the priesthood. So it's like, I feel like that motherly instinct is kind of beat out of them of your motherly instinct is not good enough if it's not what God wants. And you'll only know what God wants if you listen to the prophet. Right. And so, like you said, not only do they have to get to a point where they realize and recognize that it is a bad situation, but then they have to trust themselves enough to be able to make that move. Yeah. And I mean, speaking for my experience with my mother, I think that to kind of dig a little deeper in what you're saying here, the motherly instinct, I think that as a mother in the FLDS church, you love your children as much as any other mother. Mm -hmm. And they have those, those, desires for their children to have a good, happy life. But at the same time, even then, like, like my mother would love nothing more than to give me a hug right now. I imagine that's, that's the feeling I get, but she is so faithful that even if I could see her right this moment, she would just beg me to come back and say, please be obedient to the teachings you were told please be obedient to your father, to Warren Jeffs, because in her mind, ultimately, that is the most important, is to be, remain faithful and hope for a better life and the eternities with her family. And so by me not choosing to go back and embrace that, at this point, I don't think they would take me back anyway. <laughs> no way. There, there's no way. You're there, too far gone. Uh, yeah, well, not only that, but now that I'm semi-public, I just, I, I think they'd be very, very, very suspicious. And so that wouldn't, I wouldn't be allowed. But I think that she would love nothing more than just to have me back following the rules and doing all of that. So I think the love is there. I think the instincts of trying to help your children are there. 
but I think that they're that everything that they've been taught about Warren Jeffs and the prophet and God trumps all of the rest. Yeah, we'll put a picture right now of the missing children um, that are still missing right now that we know of. If you see or hear any information about any of these missing children, then please contact local law enforcement. We know that there are places in North Dakota. We know there's places in Colorado, kind of all over. Really, they could be anywhere at this point here or in Canada. So please keep an eye out. And if you want to hear more of what it was like for Sam to grow up in polygamy, then please like and subscribe. Yes. Thank you all so much for being back here with us again today. We really do appreciate your love and support, and we look forward to talking with you soon. Talk to y'all soon.